Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, we tackle the three most common masturbation questions, because hey, it's Masturbation Month. We're going to talk about how to touch yourself for maximum pleasure, why your partner masturbates, where to locate the G-spot. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Bombas for supporting Sex with Emily. Bombas makes socks that are so comfortable and great for any occasion, and they have so many options. To get 20% off your first purchase, visit bombas.com slash Emily. Jamie, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Shoot. How much do you love Woo More Play? Um, Like a lot. Maybe a little too much. Dude, dude I mean, Woo More, okay, we are talking about Woo More Play's coconut love oil. And it, it really is the loveliest oil that you just rub on your body, you use with a partner. It's an all, Essentially, it's an all-natural lube made by our friends Lauren and Michael from the Skinny Confidential podcast. And they're a sexy couple. Like Sometimes I just like to think of like Lauren and Michael rolling around. Like Of course, like they're the sexiest couple ever, and then they make a sexy product. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. I just thought about that. And I'm now... Like, of course, they are. Like Go to their stuff. <laughs> you're like, oh, can I be sexy like them? They're probably using Woo More Play. Okay, here's the deal with it. It's organic virgin coconut oil that feels, smells, like it actually tastes like heaven. It's like delicious. You want to eat it. Like if I thought of what heaven was? If you thought of heaven, it tasted like, like this like vanilla-y coconutty deliciousness Mm -hmm. it's definitely i have to say it's definitely the best oil-based lube i've ever tried you can't just walk into the store and get some coconut oil like on the market the supermarket call a day like woo more play specifically designed as a sexy lubricant and not to mention a massage oil as well not a cooking oil so like don't use it to like stir fry don't use the stuff (laughs) that you use to stir fry on your body but this stuff is like great for your skin because it's like that vanilla essence it says like beeswax stevia but that's it nothing bad for you nothing synthetic you could literally eat it off. i think it's designed to like lick it off your partner it but tastes the, good it tastes good but the other thing is that you don't have to like wipe it off like it's funny because i gave some to my friend came over the other night and i'm like here you go because i always give her little treats and i was like and i had her put it on her hands and she was like oh my god like you i use it like as a moisturizer like too after you have sex or wherever you use it give your partner a massage your whole body is smooth and soft and the coconut oil also that they use is actually antifungal antibacterial and anti-inflammatory so you can leave it on because it's got like healing properties i love that i know i can like replace all my supplements now maybe do you think i could just ingest one more play and i would be healed i mean probably not but (laughs) (laughs) okay guys you know we're the lube experts so just trust us when we say you need to try woo more play you got to. You got to do it. To get some, go to sexwithemily.com slash woo. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-O and use code Emily at checkout for a very special discount. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. 
For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. You can check out our mailing list and subscribe. I love when you subscribe to us on iTunes and you, you review us. And also, thanks for telling your friends about the show so they can enjoy it too. And while you're at it, follow, it, follow us at facebook.com slash sexwithemily. And on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at sexwithemily. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Thank you, Menace, for being here. Hello. Hello. What's going on? You know, just uh, rocking through Masturbation Month. <laughs> I know, well, right? Do you want to hear the most interesting Are you chafed thing? yet? <laughs> Not yet. No, but here's the funny thing. So um, I talked to you that um, I'm redoing a lot of things in my life. We're opening up a new, bigger office, and I'm going through my entire house, which doesn't have a lot of storage. And so mm-hmm. I finally thought that since I'm redoing it so it can kind of like, I mean, I don't own it, I rent it, but I'm just trying to make it so I can like actually walk from one side of the bed to the other and like open drawers, mm-hmm. that I started to open these drawers that are kind of scary to me. Not scary, but like they have literally like every toy. I mean, I have a lot in the garage too, but mm-hmm. toys, I'm like, well, one day I'm going to try this one or I'm going to try this nipple clamp because I have 18 nipple clamps. So I started pulling it all out of the drawers because I had to move the bed. It's a yeah. storage bed. I pulled out 65 bottles of lube, like including like samples. Jeez. I had about 10 different kinds of nipple clamps. I had, you know, vibrators for me. I didn't. <laughs> no. I, so many chargers, chargers like tangled up. I had like a $250 <laughs> butt plug with like the pony hair, the one from what? Crystal Delight. I had all these cute costumes. I had like a nurse's costume mm-hmm. and I had like the schoolgirl. I'm like, oh my God, I've got some sexy stuff going on in my bed. I had like restraints. And that was just two drawers. They're very Jeez. deep drawers. So that was really fun. And I thought, I'm getting my life, getting everything to organize. And now I see exactly what I have. All that. Because then on the other side of the bed, I have like the toys that are in my immediate rotation. Mm-hmm. But these are toys that I just sort of put back there and toys and props. And I'm like, I'll get to that, you know, whip one day. Uh-huh. But now it's all across my house, spread across Sweet. the Sweet. You got to Snapchat I'm that. I'm snapping it. I'm snapping all it. Right. Check out my Snapchat. Um, which Your Snapchat's is blown up, by the way. I know. That's it's, crazy. It's really fun. Thank See? you for showing it to me. I know. I watch your Sex snaps. with Emily. Sex with Emily on Snapchat. I mean, you would be sexy. a billionaire by now if you just listened to me but, once No, in but Mendes, I'll never forget that in 2009, <laughs> you called me and said, get on Twitter. You're like, mm-hmm. there's this Twitter thing happening. I'm like, what? You're like, just do what I say. And I remember mm-hmm. where I was standing, like uh-huh. in the mission. I'm like, okay, okay. Do it. And I know you've been telling me this, and so I'm doing it. And uh, yeah. I gave you a billion dollar idea last year, and you still haven't jumped on it. Which one? We'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. I'm just saying. But See what, what happens when you listen to me? Good I things know, happen. Menace, I always listen to you, and you're very loyal too. And I have to say something about this business is that mm. it's not an easy business. No business is easy, okay? Yeah. But entertainment especially, it's just really... A lot of it is hard work. Some of it's mm-hmm. luck. It's like working with the right people. And you realize that a lot of people are just kind of in it for themselves and not loyal. But I mm-hmm. feel like our relationship going into our 11th year, like you have been like, you are truly like a friend, like a confidant, my co-host. You're just, you've always been stable you, and amazing Emily. and show up. And I just appreciate you so much. Like I realize how special that is and how rare that is. People like hate each other. They blow ups. Like. Well, I know you temporarily might annoy you, but you don't. Yeah, we never got in a fight. uh, Yeah, I never say, "Oh, I'm never gonna help you ever again." No, no, I just think, and I think I learned this early on. I had great surroundings when I was starting out in radio. Um, There's a guy named Big Vaughn. If you guys, if anyone lives in San Francisco and you listen to 106 KML, he's on in the afternoon, 3 p.m. And he taught me. He's the guy that got me into radio. He taught me, you know what? If you help as many people that want to be helped, yep. the good things will happen it's to you. It's so true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm the same exact way. Like, people are like mm-hmm. how do I get into this? How do I do this? Like, I yeah. love helping people. But you definitely have the, you know, help the right people like yourself that are 
nice that are into it that want to succeed and do well for the right reasons yeah i've definitely like helped out people in the past that are just like totally like into it for themselves they don't care about take advantage of you or whatever stuff like that but then i i definitely have cut those people off you can tell you know right but it's just like i don't know again and that goes for life in general you know if you just help if you help other people, good things will help, it is so happen true. for you. It is so you know? true. Help other people and also like, and I always tell people I work with, like you never want to burn any bridges. Like wherever mm-hmm. you go, you might hate your job, your boss, yeah. but if you leave a situation, like you want to leave it like in a, in a healthy yeah. place. And you never know who's going to be your boss, your neighbor. Again, never. like someone who's like your assistant could be your boss in five yeah. years. Like you just don't know. And I just, I'm lucky. I'm proud. To, I don't think I've really burned any like major. I'm still like, I could call my boss from 15, you know, politics. Yeah. Just, you don't want to. There's only yeah. one guy that I feel one thing that I ever done in my career that I feel really bad about it. It, it was like 2004, and I still think about it all the time. Yeah. And it's just it. no, no, no. Oh. I can get into it. It's just like uh, okay, this is what I feel really bad about. I had to make I had to make a decision. I was um, I was let go for a com- from a company um, for some dumb reason, and uh, I I was like, damn, I need a radio job, so. I went to somebody I knew, and then they got me a job at a Spanish station, which I really couldn't. I don't speak Spanish, right? Um, poquito, uh, you know, right. whatever. But uh, we like tacos. But they gave they gave me a chance, you know. And then, but then my old company started calling back and wanted me back and gave me this huge opportunity. And then, and I was which like, was the morning show, then, right? No, no, no. no. Okay. It was it, a huge opportunity right. on another morning show. And then I was just like, I was put in a tough place because here I am. I, I was given up this opportunity when I was down, but there's there's no way that I'm going to progress. Yeah. And then there's this other opportunity now. So I, so I had to take that other big opportunity. And then, but I still feel bad to this day that that guy helped me him, out. Like I I I've had said. During that time, I, I said I was sorry, but you I still haven't talked to him. understand that. I mean, you're not I know, Latin. but like, <laughs> I know, but I still feel <laughs> no, really bad about it. No, I get it. I feel that it. too. Whenever I've had weird things, I'm like, even, I want to like make, you know, make it, uh-huh. make rights to wrongs. Yeah. So I feel, um, I still feel terrible about that. Well, you're a good person. I try. I forgive you. Thank you for forgiving uh, yes, me. Yes, <laughs> I think he would too. Um, but so yeah, there's that. That's a little life lesson there for people. So you know I'm doing all this house renovation. And speaking of being naked, I realized that like I had the, um, you know, I have my cottage. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm invisible there because I do live in the back house and no one knows I'm there. But there are big windows and there were no curtains on them. And I often walk around. I sleep naked, get up in the middle of the night. I get a drink, you know, drink of water. And, and I'm realizing now like, I sort of think people could like no one is going to but they could see me to get so now I've taken care of that situation but I thought like what if my landlord's like girlfriend's there and she's like kick out that girl the naked girl walking around so now mm-hmm. I'm gonna have curtains and it's gonna be nice but like I don't I don't know I just was thinking about people's masturbation routines and do you walk around naked and that's what it made me think of that I now live in a uh, naked proof house windows open masturbation is just delightful though like on an afternoon you've got the sunlight streaming in everything it's mm-hmm. very like a softcore porn from showtime yeah, yeah. yeah. i yeah. love i've got like birds tweeting yeah i love your cottage if you ever move out i'm moving in see i'm glad you see i love it too <laughs> but there's so many like little problems that we're fixing right now okay good like, there's no whatever i so. told you not to move out yeah i would just need everyone to says contemplating. that because you like because it's spa- it's little and, and I like little private. spaces I'm like weird I'm a weirdo me. like I'm the only person <laughs> on uh, my group of friends that like really into tiny houses have you seen that tiny houses craze 
with like miniature houses and no, stuff like that. But I need to you can't them. have them here in LA, but oh. you can buy like these little well, mini modern. They're already made and they yeah, got these, them off of your house like in a mailbox. Yeah, you blow it up. You can buy them for like thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> I've seen those. Yeah, definitely. No, mine's not like that. It's just a little guest house that was built like. You know, years by, you know, my landlord built it from his own hands when he came over from Russia. Yeah. It's like, it's not stable. If there's an earthquake, mm-hmm. I might die. But um, I'm fixing it up. Okay, so that's what we got there. And we got a little sex in the news. Cool. Menace, this one made me think of you. All right. Canadians already know about car sex and predict even more with driverless cars. Now, yes, we've been talking about driverless cars for a while. I don't, you didn't make up driverless cars, but you said I they were coming. You predicted them. Yeah, well, Sorry. I was... <laughs> I was the first one to like start mentioning it, I think, because I would read the articles when they were first coming out. Right. And then like no one was like really into it. And then I go, you don't realize this can be like, you can be on your way to Vegas and be in the back seat having sex. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. You kept on blowing me off. But it turns out. Oh, it looks like look the term who was right again. I know, I know, I know. God, why aren't we billionaires? I listened like, to you about Twitter, and I, I should have made a car. No, but then this thing's like, remember when I would, 10 years ago, I'm like, you can have sex through the internet, and now that sh- shit is here. Virtual reality. Everything. What the F are we doing here? I, I don't, don't know. know. Why like aren't we on a private jet? That. Why well, don't I'd like anyone ever jet. listen to me? I want a driver I hate in a private life. jet. I hate it too, man. Let's just go for it then. I gave you, Passive again, income. I gave you a billion dollars. I need a new one. I promise. I gave it to you next, last year, and you okay, didn't do it. I promise your next billion dollar idea, I will run with it. It's mm. so easy. But here's the thing: <laughs> the term "backseat driver" is about to take a whole new meaning. I am predicting that once computers are doing the driving, there will be a lot more sex in cars. Says Barry Kirk of the Canadian Automated Vehicle Center of Excellence. Uh, he said more. So apparently, there's already an in-car business going on, and it's Canadian with in Canada. Uh, let's make the point that even though driverless cars are coming and coming fast, it doesn't mean you can't sit back. You can't. It doesn't mean you can sit back, take a nap, read a book, watch a movie, or hop in the back seat with your partner. Even if you're in the front seat, you still have to be aware of your surroundings and what's happening. So, um, and you got to take over the wheel. So they mentioned uh, on Tesla. Let's see. Officials mentioned videos posted online of Tesla drivers brushing their teeth or reading newspapers with the car's autopilot feature engaged. So the issue of the attentive driver is problematic. They tend to overestimate the performance of automation and will naturally turn their focus away from the road and then they, when they turn on their autopilot. But they're not really driverless, at least Tesla's not driverless yet. And if car sex is on the list, just remember the authorities are looking for it. So they're gonna arrest you for that. Haters. <laughs> it doesn't sound safe to me. Like I'm already like shouldn't be driving in general and I'm focusing, yeah. like you know what I mean? So just I just- Just put you in a driverless car, it'd be perfect. I just just type in the address car. and you just... I want to be driving less and have a driver, but I don't want a driverless car. Yeah. I found out a way to just, you know, crash through someone's, <laughs> like a gas station or something. Okay. Okay. Um, but first I want to give a shout out. Should I make my next oh. sexual prediction? Yeah. Oh, go. Please. Take Let notes. Think. So we can have sex over the internet now. And it's going to be like virtual reality and stuff like that. You can just put the headsets on. What is the next thing? What is the next level are they gonna hmm. i mean i think this virtual reality thing like people will not men won't leave their mm-hmm. house because like, it really feels like you're having sex i haven't tried yeah. it yet but i've heard about it how about within the next 10 years or less somebody will have sex in space for science oh for sure yeah well people are going to space more i mean the people have all these yeah, talks the about spacex space. and all mm-hmm. that stuff and then virgin america 
Why not have sex once you're there? Yeah. Yeah, but they're doing it for scientific but research. How can we make money? You think you want me to go there and be the first person? To have <laughs> if sex? you that want to, make sense. Oh, you should. Yeah. Oh, should I start like a crowdsourcing campaign? Yeah. Crowdfunding. Sex and space. Send me a space. Sex. That's yes. it. Yes. I'll wear the hamburger can, outfit yeah. with uh, in silver. You can get on the uh, Virgin America, one of their flights. It's here in in Los Angeles. You go on there. It costs about two hundred fifty grand. You go to space. I'll even let uh, first blowjob in space at least. <laughs> you don't have to do full on sex because that might be kind of. Who rough. would I give the blowjob to? I don't know some rando millionaire that's on the flight with you. <laughs> oh, okay, a millionaire penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what about all the gravity stuff? Like, I just wonder how you would, how, if your body, like your breath and all that, like, it would be safe to have sex in space. Oh my god, I don't know if you're. I'm overthinking it. It could be a quickie. Like, yeah. typically, sex that you do, like when you do random sex stuff, it's outdoors or weird. Like, it's not usually like the most pleasurable sex. It's just that cool that you did it like on a chairlift like I did once. Like I couldn't die. It was cold. Yeah. I didn't have an orgasm but it was fun. Good story. So sex in space I think would be a good story. It wouldn't okay. be like But okay. I need to get something that's a little bit sooner because Yeah, 10 I years. Know. I can't wait. Yeah, you'd already be a millionaire and then just stop talking. Yeah, no. I actually, to be honest, <laughs> I think I would still be freaking doing this. All right, I just good. might get here in a nicer car that I'm not driving. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Okay. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into your emails. So a recent study found that wearing socks during sex or masturbation makes you more likely to orgasm. So naturally, I had to do some research on my own and went out to get the most comfortable socks I could find. But then I found Bombas, and I fell in love. And now I think about my socks all the time because they're so damn comfortable. They make everything in bed feel better. They're super soft, made from premium cotton, stay cool in the summer, and warm in the winter. I mean... Don't you hate feet sweat? No one wants feet sweat. And every pair comes with a built-in blister tab and innovative arch support. Great for the gym. They have stay-up technology. I mean, no more slippage and a seamless toe. Like, I didn't even know that all this shoe technology existed. And they do all of it. They have tons of colors and patterns and lengths and styles. You can find socks for any occasion. The gym, for work, even a hot date. And for every purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. So keep cool, keep comfortable, and keep contributing with the best socks in the history of feet. Bombas, to get 20% off your first purchase, go to bombas.com slash Emily. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Emily for 20% off. So last year, I hosted a launch event for a device that honestly sounded too good to be true. It's called BTL Amcella, and there's a good chance now I know it can change your life. You might have heard me talking about it on the show before, but okay, here's the deal. BTL Amcella is a large chair that you sit in fully clothed while it uses electromagnetic pulses to deliver 11,000 Kegel exercises in a single session. Let me say that again. You sit on this chair like you have your clothes on, you're reading a magazine for 28 minutes, and when you stand up, You've just completed 11,000 Kegel contractions. I mean, I think that's more that you could do in a pretty good part of your lifetime. Who does 11,000 Kegels? I couldn't even count 11. I get so bored. But then you do it in 28 minutes. It gives you guys a really strong pelvic floor. There's so many benefits. You're like, why would I do this? Well, as you know, a strong pelvic floor helps like those things, you know, when you sneeze and you pee. And it also helps you have more intense orgasms. I mean, that's why I made the Kegel Camp app. So we did, we strengthened our pelvic floor. But BTL and Sella, it's just, it's next level stuff. And people all over the world have been amazed, amazed by the results. And guess what? Not just for women. BTL and Sella has FDA clearance for all forms of female 
and male urinary incontinence. So whether you're one of the 40 million women wearing pads every day, yes, that's a true number, or a guy dealing with embarrassing leaks, BTL Amcella may give you your life back. There are hundreds of providers offering BTL Amcella treatments. To find one near you, go to sexwithemily.com slash BTL. That's sexwithemily.com slash BTL. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. We're back. Yes. And we're going to talk about, um, we're going to do some emails. Let's do it. Okay. So, thank you for emailing me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. Oh, it's so easy now to email us on our website. You just go to the Ask Emily button and ask a question and you ask it right there. Boop, sends, goes right in our inbox. You don't have to like mm-hmm. go and write out feedback. It's really easy. Tell us your name, where you live, how old you are. That's important. How old you are and how you listen. And the first one, there is about masturbation because it is masturbation month. So I'm going to get mm-hmm. some nitty gritty details here. All right. Dear Emma, Do it. So I'm 19, but I've never successfully masturbated before. I want to, but I'm not sh- I want to, but I'm not sure exactly what to do. I get so far and then my click gets sensitive, so sensitive that I can't continue. I don't really want to get a vibrator or any toys. Do you have any suggestions to get past that how to get past that point and continue? Please help Aaron. So Aaron's going through like a classic, classic mm-hmm. mistake that a lot of men make uh, when they go right for the clitoris. I always say that's like the not the best thing you could do if you're dating someone new or you're in a new relationship, heterosexual couple. She is not turned on yet. So sometimes when you go right for the clitoris, I get that's a hot button. I'm glad you know what it is, but you got to work up to it. You got to like tease and you got to turn it on. You got to make sure that you're like ready to be touched there because some women are more sensitive and a lot of women just mostly just don't want you to go right there because they're not even turned on yet. But Aaron, it sounds like you're one of these more sensitive types. So before we get into the technique, I'm just going to lay out the basics for you about masturbation. So you need to be comfortable, you need to be relaxed, and you need to be in the right environment. So for you, that can mean in your bedroom, making sure that like your door is locked, your mom doesn't walk in, your roommates, and whatever makes you feel relaxed and sexy, like, you know, like candles, maybe it's your favorite music, your favorite porn. Mm-hmm. People got the routines. Um, take and take the pressure off yourself because you're new to masturbation, and so I think a lot of women. I was one of these women. I suspected that the first time it would happen. Well, I thought it would happen during sex, and it didn't happen then or intercourse. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it would happen when I masturbated, and that didn't happen. And you just you got to figure out. For some women, it does, but for some, you got to like take time to get to your know your own body. So set the mood set the atmosphere and you got to get your brain on board because your mind is a number one sex organ so if you're not turned on above the belt nothing good's gonna happen below so how do you do this Aaron for you I'm not sure maybe you think of sexy thoughts you think about your past sexual partner or your current one future you know maybe it's an amalgamation of a bunch of things that have happened to you sexually some really hot things watch porn listen to erotica whatever gets you in the mood okay next you want to start 
touching yourself and stimulating other parts of your body besides the clitoris. So start touching yourself, touching your, like your nipples, run your hands all over your body. And since you're sensitive, you might want to keep your underwear on and rub over your underwear, which is uh-huh. always a big tip that I've been talking about for years. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about that lately, but I love yeah. that. Like a lot of women. What kind I of fabric too. though? Oh, um, it could be cotton. It could be mm-hmm. silk. It could be satiny. It could be any fabric. But I think that since the clitoris is so sensitive and just a different sensation, that when you rub a lot of women over their underwear, over their clothing, it feels really good just because it's like your clitoris is getting rubbed with like a different sensation. It also is like a buildup. And then you go in with your hands. It's just a cool little tip trick for you, Aaron, and for your partners. So, you know, touch your thighs, inner thighs, your breasts. And just remember there's so many erogenous zones in our body. So like your inner thighs, like there's so many nerve endings there, like your neck or your nipples. And this will help you get warmed up and ready. So now that you're warmed up, then you can go into it. So, um, okay, I'm going to give you some techniques. I'm going to get really specific here about masturbation menace. Um, use your pointer and middle finger, okay? Pointer, middle finger. And you want to lightly massage circles directly around the clitoris, like brushing over it. So you're not touching the clitoris, you're going around the clitoris, Okay. You might want to add a little lube, drops of lube to your uh, fingers because women are more likely to have an orgasm when you add a little lube into the mix. Mm-hmm. And you want to vary the strokes and the pressure. So there was a study that came out that said that most women, it's a diagonal move across their clitoris, or, you know, that, that could work for you. Um, you can go faster, slower. You could stick with a steady motion. So just like play with like fingers. Um, you could start tapping. You see that in porn, there's like tapping or maybe you want a little slap. You could, um, here's the thing, what I'm thinking for you is the wishbone. Um, so you put your two fingers facing down, right? So your clitoris is like under the hood of your like wishbone, okay? So that's where your clitoris is. And we talk about the legs of the clitoris and that's like your labial, your labia. Like, so you play with your labia, so your fingers are touching them. So you're, you get what I'm saying? Like your clitoris, this is why I need to make my own vulva puppet. I got obsessed with this last night. But um, so your your fingers are rubbing up your labial folds and you like indirectly are using them to mas- massage your clitoris. You can also put those like labial folds together if you know what I'm saying. It's like you're closing your vagina and you're using those and you're going over your, so you're using those to rub your clitoris, right? So you're indirectly touching your clitoris. So... That was a lot there. Did you get that, Aaron? Everyone mm-hmm. listening? Those are different moves. And we also have a ton of stuff on our website about masturbating. So you can go there. Next thing is you gotta breathe. A lot of people hold their breaths when they're ma- hold their breaths, hold their breath when they're masturbating. And it's just really important to be mindful of that because the more breath that you breathe in, you breathe out, then you're like allowing the blood flow to move through your body and it'll just help you relax and help you um, move that sexual energy through your body. And it helps you get out of your head, too. Yeah. Do you have anything to add here about massaging your clitoris? Oh, I just don't have one, oh, but right. I wish I knew more because that would just help out a lot in life. Did you listen? I, mean, I did listen. I clitoris last yeah. time I heard she was a woman. I listened to you, yes. Okay. So here's the last thing. Be patient. It is a skill. Masturbation, I can't drive this home enough. Just like any other skill, you got to work at it. You got to like learn what makes you feel good. It takes practice and you can't expect to get it right after a few tries. And you can try our 30-day challenge. We could give you you some products. And so just be patient and and know um, and just be committed to it. You'll get the hang of things, I promise. And if you want a toy, she doesn't want a toy right now, but if you ever do, 
All right. Call me. Okay, this one, um, Menace, I need your help with. All right. Because, um, what do you got? I just want to hear from you because you uh, have a penis. But this is a really common issue. Masturbation for a guy is so easy, but for women, it's so complicated because they're not so all the same. I know. This is why I have to explain Penises to you. are all the like same. Like I said, you put a hundred women in a room and they were all <laughs> masturbating, they would all be doing something different. Yeah. It'd be like a freak show. It would not be coordinated. Not a freak mm-hmm. show. That's a terrible thing. But it'd be like, <laughs> that's a terrible idea. What? Insulting women. No, but it's not. Be, like, Don't be so sensitive. Can't help it's it. not offensive. San Francisco. I'm so PC. Okay, dearest Emily, I start off by saying I love your podcast and I listen to it all the time. I love hearing the facts along with your sense of humor. It's very entertaining and keeps me listening. This is probably a silly concern, but here it goes. My boyfriend masturbates often, in all caps, when I'm at work, during the day, get home from the gym, etc. We live together. I find lube he accidentally leaves out all the time. I'm not mad about it, so maybe I'm overthinking things. We've always had a healthy sex life from the beginning multiple times a week and sometimes multiple times a day i hope i'm being silly but now it seems like he'll masturbate and not want to have sex with me later is it me or is loss of interest in me or is he just a regular horny guy who wants it at random times i brought it up uh, once recently and he acted like i was a sex addict who wanted it all day every day and said it's common for it to dwindle down in a relationship i know that this happens in long-term relationships sex tends to decrease but I feel like if it happens, we'll drift apart, and I don't want that. Tell me I'm crazy. Thanks in advance. Seriously, the queen, uh, sincerely, the queen overthinker. I thought I was the queen overthinker. Oh, man. Okay, so let's break this down. A lot of people are overthinking everything constantly. I know. That's why they're so afraid to talk to their partner because they're always overthinking stuff. I know. She overthought this whole thing. So that's Mm -hmm. why, like, we really had to break this down when we're going through show prep because it was like, Matt and I were like, wait, what are the questions here? Because there are two things. It's like, first is the masturbation question. Like, why is he masturbation? Because I kind of think about, like, universally, like, I get asked this question all the time. I'm in a relationship. I love my boyfriend. Things are great. Why does he still masturbate? I, they don't understand mm-hmm. that masturbation is normal. He did it before you. He yeah. knew you. He did it with you. He'll do it. Mm, you it's guys so break easy, off. too. But how do you explain, <laughs> Menace, that like you can be in love with your partner, but just because you're uh, masturbating doesn't mean that you are not being set. You're not satisfied for men. Yeah. Urge, well, sometimes maybe you're not available. Uh, also, a lot of it, it's like, do I? Sometimes, okay. <laughs> now, I don't want you to take this the wrong way and take it out on him. Right. Okay. Okay. Because if you do that, it's just going to. Just gonna make a relationship. Queenie, even we're worse. getting back to you specifically. You're, but yeah. this is just medicine. But sometimes theory. it's kind of I don't want to because using saying selfish is kind of a wrong term for it. But let's, to make it easier, that's what I'm gonna use. Okay. It's just like okay, just think get, of think of the vagina and how complicated it is to satisfy. All right. The Rubik's cube of life. The Rubik's cube of life. Line you've ever said. Yeah. Probably. Now. Think about, okay, now do I want to go and spend all that time to satisfy that vagina to get what I want, what I, which I can take care of myself in a few minutes, and then I'm done, and then I'm happy, and I can go to, you know, go to go bed, bed or right. just hang out, and I'm done? Or um, a lot of times guys do it because they think it's going to help them later when they do have sex with Pre-gaming. You. Pre-gaming. So they yeah. ejaculate already. And then I it's, – right. It's like – it's like practicing for, you know, like... For the big you, game. Yeah, you're going to play basketball later. What do you do? You practice, you but know? But is it, is it also... Yes, and I agree to all those things that sometimes mm-hmm. guys are like, it's just a hassle. And women, too. We're like, I'd yeah. rather just masturbate than give, you know, than have sex, too. That's so true. But don't you think for also men, it's like, for you, I don't know, but do you feel like it, it relieves stress? Uh, definitely. I think for a lot of men, uh-huh. too. It's like, it's, a, it's so... 
natural and normal for men. Like it's a hundred percent. Like most men will still masturbate in a relationship all the time, and and it's like. It's not about connecting with someone or like bearing your soul or intimacy. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want that per se. It just means like he's stressed, he's anxious, mm-hmm. he just wants some. Sometimes it's just I I call it procrastination, mm-hmm. but sometimes I just do it to like I'm like I should be doing something, but this will get me in the mood. This will relax me. I'll just masturbate. Like I do it for yeah. a lot of different reasons, and I could be having be in a relationship and have great sex. So masturbation will happen. Okay, Aaron, like not Aaron. That was the last one. Queen over Queenie overthinker. Um, so just under, this is just for kind of everyone to understand that if you're with a guy, and I just say this because when I was younger, in my 20s, I was dating a guy who masturbated and watched porn, and I was really, I was 24, and he was like a serious boyfriend, and I was really confused by it because I was like, I, I was shocked. I, I was thinking like, we have amazing sex, and to this day, it still is like great sex I think about, and I learned a lot. But I didn't get that, like, I thought, well, does he want me to look like that? Does he want me to get fake boobs? Does he want to be with a blonde? Does it mean I'm not satisfying? These are things that women think, you know, and it's just not the case. Like, that's really not always the case. So I think that that male masturbation can be confusing. So now we got that out of the way. Um, When masturbation is a problem in the relationship is when the masturbatory habits conflict with your relationship. So, for example, if he is masturbating so much that he's no longer interested in having sex with you, that's a problem. Yeah. Like, Matt's talking about, like, sometimes he's like, I don't want to, I'm just going to have sex. But if he's like, mm. no, you're a sex, like, making you feel bad because he doesn't want to uh-huh. have sex, we've got a problem. But a lot of times, it's not because of the masturbation, it's because there's other things going on don't in the relationship. Don't be jealous of the masturbation. Who cares? Right. Well, but, but we already got through mm. that, right? Don't yeah. be jealous. Like, guys, do it. Yeah. Married guys, don't you guys encourage date. it, Madison? You've talked about that well, in, yeah. in the past. Oh yeah, I'm all about it. Like <laughs> masturbate, take care of yourself. So that way, whatever you're doing is not for stress. I don't want you stress relieving inside of me. Like I'd rather that be about like connecting and mm-hmm. us having fun. Like if you just need to get get one out, like take care of yourself. Right. I'm not a flashlight. I have things to do. And you and your boyfriend, mm-hmm. luckily, has probably the most impressive flashlight oh, yeah. collection out of anybody oh yeah besides he, our office he's, he's enjoying the benefits yeah, yeah. he's awesome sewer of the flashlight he is yeah <laughs> can you come out of their name I mean maybe yeah like Let's we'll see bring that up Did, okay. yeah does he name them this one's name oh is... I meant will he come in under oh. you, I don't know if he mentioned does he name them definitely... this one's Donnie this is Stephanie he definitely doesn't name them Don- but like one time he was joking around he's Donna, like I'm gonna sorry. call this one Madison and I was like yeah. oh no like, I'd rather be Madison here um, so I think that you need to talk to him about this, like about all of it. And you can just say like, I'd like to have sex more often and you're afraid it'll disappear because I know he said that. What concerns me is he said sex dwindles. And you know what? It does. It does dwindle. I'm telling you, over time in the relationship, we all had sex three times a day at the first month of a relationship, mm-hmm. two years, whatever, however long that honeymoon phase goes. But eventually biology takes over. Um, you know, we get comfortable and it just does. So the fact that he just said it's going to dwindle, uh, that's fine. No, I think we know it's going to dwindle. Expect that it's going to change a little bit, that your sexual habits, your drive, but that you want to work on it, that you want to like, you know, say, well, we're not having it as much, but let's try to keep it interesting or let's compromise about how many times a week we have it. I've talked about this a lot on the show. So, you know, you can just let him know that, you know, hey, I heard you say it's going to like die over time, but we got to work on it. I want to spice up our our sex life so it doesn't disappear completely. So I think you just got to get more information because it does sound here, Missy Overthinker, Queenie Overthinker, that Mm -hmm. you might be overthinking because I had to read your email a few times because I was like, 
you said? Did he call you a sex addict or he made you feel like a sex addict? This could mm-hmm. be your own projection. So I'm just not really sure what's going like exactly, but I'm telling you that it's normally he masturbates, but it's not normal if he's making you feel bad and pushing you away, which I'm sure is not his intention, which is why they need to talk. Yeah. I'm sorry if it all comes overthinking down to communication. It. Overthinking it. Guys don't overthink. <laughs> Some guys overthink. I've dated overthinkers. They make yeah. me feel super normal and calm. Um, I'm not really an overthinker, though. Mm-hmm. I overthink about, like, stupid stuff that I shouldn't think overthink. But that's still yeah. overthinking. Ready? Number two. This is Oh, no, number three. All right, number this three. This is my number three um, masturbation email. Where the F is my G-spot? <gasps> Emily, I was Where's so... Where's the G-spot like, locator app we've been talking about for years? See, another billion-dollar idea. <laughs> I don't Why? know. I don't know. I, because it's different in every woman, but I want to do it. I want to do it. Don't do it. Okay. Okay. It's well, like, I just think it's hard because it's different. It's not so easy. It's to like find. we're Indiana Jones. I know. Really. And we're trying to find the golden. It's so statue. hard. Like, this is for a woman. Like she thinks hers is gone and migrated. Listen, Emily. Never. I was really paying attention the last time I had sex, and the spot that felt really good each time he thrust it in and out was against the back wall of my vagina toward my back. And I know it. the G spot is supposed to be towards your stomach. So what is that spot I'm feeling? Could my G spot have migrated to the back? Thanks, Lauren Pittsburgh, iTunes listener. Yes. It did Re- not go to the back. Review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Five stars on iTunes. We love Emily that. happy. She dances yeah, every time she gets five why? star. It does. It does. Because <laughs> we've, you know what happens? You know what's annoying? I'm just going to cut. Sorry, Lauren. I'm going to find your G-spot in a minute. Uh-huh. But years ago, when I was trying to make a living, it still struggled, but we mm-hmm. charged, we paid, we charged four years ago. Uh-huh. We paid. We had people. It was an experiment. Me, it was an experiment. We said, can you please pay for a podcast? 99 cents a day, whatever. Didn't work. I get mm-hmm. it. No one paid. But we still have reviews on there. And they're like, she charged or she did so many ads. And I think I did used to do a lot of ads. I'm sorry. I just All I've wanted to do is make a living doing the show. And I think I've worked out those kinks. However, those angry people, their comments it are still, still there. It still lives on. So can you please just say Push nice, them down. Yeah. And it's just because I want people to keep listening because I love my job and I love what uh-huh. I do. And even if I became a billionaire and I had my own plane, I would still do the show every day with Menace. Yep. Okay. We'll be podcasting from the plane. Exactly. On our way to. Dude, that's so in my radar. That would, that would be awesome. I need nothing but that. Okay. A number of things could be going back uh, back there, Lauren. Here's the thing. I can tell you for one thing for sure, even though we don't have the G-Spot locator app, your G-Spot did not migrate. So let me break down the vagina for you. It has a number of rogenous zones. Okay. So there's the A-Spot. That's the front vaginal wall behind the belly button, which is kind of tangentially uh, near the the G, the G spot, then there's the O spot, and that's the spongy tissue on the back wall of the vagina, and that might be the spot you're feeling, or you just might like how it feels when he's thrusting in and out. There's also cervical orgasms that happens when your penis the penis reaches so deep and hits your cervix. There's like a lot of different orgasms, but if you want to start with your G spot, and why not start with that? There's some things in life that you got to start exploring solo because it sounds like it's not happening with your partner. So, where's the G-spot? It's located about two inches inside the vagina. I think a lot of people think it's way further back. And it's the front vaginal wall. So, it's like towards your belly button. So, you're right about that. And there's a cluster of tissue. And it's roughly the size of a bean. And it, it resembles the texture of a walnut. Although the size and location, but... You know, it does vary from vagina to vagina, but I believe me, it's not in your back. Um, and when, when we become aroused, so you start using your fingers and you play and you explore, this lump of tissue starts to swell and it becomes much more sensitive to the touch. So it's easier to find. 
And so the best way to find it is using your fingers. Use some lube, um, explore that area. If you can have a clitoral orgasm or turn yourself on, sometimes that's a great way to get started because that area will start to swell up. And so with your fingers or your partner's fingers, you put mm-hmm. your palm facing up, your, king, your fingers curled up and gently stroke the top of the vaginal wall. So your fingers like in this come hither motion, two fingers coming mm-hmm. towards your belly button. And it's more of a stroking. It's not like a thrusting or it could be a pressure, like you stroke and you apply pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's different. Does a guy need scuba gear doing, doing this, like <laughs> looking down there? Finding Do you want some? Some scuba? You could use like, <laughs> no. like no. Can you, you also? Unless she squirts. What? Can you also share? I, real quick, don't. Because well, I was uh, thinking about Mike Catherwood and Loveline when he did a squirting thing with <laughs> with a mask on. But yeah. Wow, Mike has done a lot of crazy things. But the the thing that I want you to bring up, and I know we mentioned it many times, but we get new listeners all the time. We do. Uh, just a really quick recap: your your friend. You had a friend who th- thought 30. the same thing as this email. Yes. And then so she masturbated every day she for 30 every days. every day for 30 days, which is kind of the inspiration for our masturbation uh, contest this week is that, or this month is that. So, and she's inspired me my entire life. Mm. This is when we were 19 and we were in college and she had never had an orgasm. And she had an internship and she was like going away for the summer. And she said, you know what? She actually didn't tell me before she left. This is after. But she's like, I masturbated every day while I was there. And she was there for 30 days. And she said, I just sat back. I used my fingers. I played around. She had no idea. She had sex like once in her life. And she, like the third week, she finally figured it out and she had like amazing orgasms. Changed her life. Changed her life. But it took her like three weeks. And I'm telling you, she's still my best friend till this day. Every time she has sex with her husband, she's married, she'll have three orgasms. Like I believe that because she took that time of getting to her own body, like more than most people I know that she knows how to move. And she knows mm-hmm. she, it didn't come naturally to her. Maybe she had sex a few times before that. So that's the story. You've got to practice. But the G-spot, um, it does require continuous stimulation. It might not happen right away. Again, there's also some great toys out there. I actually first found mine with the toy. Um, I don't remember which toy it was. But there's a lot of great G-spot toys we talk about. And now I can have it during sex. So I had to find it that way. So I know it's like not easy, but that's crazy. Do. And the, another thing is, if you feel like you have to pee, you want to keep going. That feels like it's probably mm-hmm. working. So, um, and also, if anyone wants more G spot tips, God knows we've got them on sexwithemily.com. Hi, Emily. I'm a new listener, and I actually got started with your show after Menace was talking about it on the Woody show. See? You swear I never talk about you. I never say that. I'm so honored that you talk about me. Someone tells me that you talk about me. I love it. I just want I just want you to like me and talk about me and come over and get drunk. By the way, the Woody Show is a morning radio show that I do in Los Angeles uh, with a group of people. It's about pop culture and what's going on in the news. It's like the most popular. You're killing it. I'm proud of you. It's, it has become, over the two years, one of the most popular morning shows in Los Angeles. I'm really proud of you. Which is crazy. We don't, we don't talk about how proud I am of you enough. Thank you. I really, I've been bragging about you. Yeah. I'm really, really like. Thank you. Anyway. We also podcast every day. You can download it. Yeah. Just search The Woody Show you on iTunes. You guys should all check it out. Um, I just wanted your take on something that was pointed out to me not too long ago. I'm a single guy, 25 years old, and I've been out of a serious relationship for two years now. My friends are always surprised by this. They, mainly my female friends, consider me an incredibly outgoing person. I'm funny. I'm nice. I can't tell you how many times someone said, why are you still single? Which is the worst question ever to ask a man Mm -hmm. or woman. Um, I have no problems talking to women except when we go out. Could be a group of guys. Could be a mixed group of males and females. It never fails, though. When someone says, go talk to her, I feel as if I'm being put on the spot. And I've to come up with some witty line to make her notice me. 
any advice for the person who's never shy except in the moment when it I comes know, after that a girl? Sucks. And this is Aaron. He's a male. He's 25. Obviously, he's a male. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Podcast Republic. What? What? That's how he listens. So, a lot of guys have this issue. Probably this challenge. I've, I've lived that issue. Menace lived it. He no longer mm. does. No. Um, being in the moment is terrifying because it's the fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. What goes on? Can you yeah. channel your 25-year-old self? And I'm sorry that it feels like I talk about this every other podcast that I've been talking about for years, but if you get rejected, nothing physically is going to happen to you. You might feel sad for a moment, but you you won't die. You right. won't die. But what you will know is, you know what? She's not interested in me. Or, awesome, she is interested in me. Right. That's it's all confidence. that's gonna happen. But you just go up and it's practice too. Just like everything, yeah. masturbation is is a new practice there's, that you have to a muscle. You gotta mm-hmm. learn. There's a been new... so many stories in my life where I find out years like, oh my god, I was into you, but you never made a move. Every guy has Idiot, that story. Dumbass, you know? Do you Why? Because you, you didn't because know. Because I was so shy. So shy. Because guys, again, we're so dumb. We can't read signs unless you're sucking on my penis. Oh my God, she does like me. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you're being nice. I don't know. So do you think that would help with girls? This is separate, but are more, you uh like when girls are more assertive. Aggressive. I think that they should be. I think it's 2016. You want everything to be equal. Why do, why does it need to be this thing where I need to chase you and then find out? Like, if you're into me, let me know that you're into me. What, what's the big deal? Like, that's not going to turn a guy away. That's going to make a guy super interested. Like, stop with these stupid games. It's true. It's true. We're, so, we are in a new era, people. We are in a new era. Yeah. It's absolutely true, Aaron. And, if you're a and, woman listening to this podcast and there's a guy that you're into, let him know. Let him because know. Because maybe he is into you, but he's so stupid. <laughs> like right. 90% he, he, of the guys I know out there that just can't pick up on they signs. They can't. They can't pick up signs and they, they're they they're so afraid. They, they think they have that hat. They think. Mm-hmm. You're just being they nice. They think they have to have the perfect line, yeah. but it's not about what you say. It's 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 like how you say it and how you present yourself. So if you go up to a girl and your eyes are like you're hunched over and your eyes are staring at the floor and your body language is uncomfortable, like that's not attractive, mm-hmm. but you just, you know, you got to kind of channel like what if you're hanging out just with your guy friends? So you want to like be confident in your speech, stand straight and be like, hey, you having fun tonight? What's going on? Like you could just say that, but it's the way you present yourself. You look her in the eye and your body language is confident. You don't pause, you don't, you know, and you just, How's your night going? You know, you can observe something that's happening. So in the moment, like if you're at a concert or club, you can be like, have you seen this band live before? Something that you would just observe because mm-hmm. then you guys have something to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I like that your friends are pushing you because I'm telling you, and you're going to thank me for this. I swear to God, Aaron, the more you will do, the more that you do this, the easier it will become like anything in life. And right now you just got to get over that hump. Like there's a lot, like every time. And you know, fear is where we grow. Like the most things in life, whenever I've had like growth and learned things, it's because I was terrified at first. I used to be afraid of public speaking. Like I'd break out in hives. Mm-hmm. Like clearly like... I can speak to people right now. Um, I can do that. I mean, there's a lot of things. So um, the guys who are good at talking to women, it's because they do it over and over again. So just remember, you're smart, you're funny, you're outgoing, you've got lots of friends, you've got people who love you. And these are all true things. These are true. This is you, Aaron. And so just believe that when you're talking to men, women, you know, everybody. So, um, you know, I, I just, I, I think it's really just about practice. And you know, that you, you know, your friends, you can even talk to your friends. Like, what do you think is a... You know, how would you talk to that girl? But I really just think it's just practicing talking. And even women that you're not necessarily even interested in. Doesn't matter. Just mm-hmm. talk. Okay. Um, that's what I got for you. That's all we got. That's it. This was awesome. This feels really good. I'm going <laughs> to masturbate. I'm so happy. I'm going to procrastinate because I actually have work to do. Um, I love you, Menace. 
Love Everyone you too, Everyone follow Emily. your 16 Instagram accounts now. You have... Uh, yeah, thank you for everybody on the last podcast. I mentioned I uh, so many people hit me up all the time about food in Las Vegas. So I combined it, I combined those and I started another Instagram account called uh, Fo- uh, Vegas Foodie Guy. So just follow that Vegas Foodie Guy if you're interested in, interested in that. If you're not, then um, I'm always hanging out somewhere in the country. You can follow me at Menace. And my dog, Cheryl. And my dog, Cheryl. And I love my that everyone... Baby. And I know it was so cool. Like, that we, was really I, f- cool. I talked about this on the last podcast, but a couple podcasts back, I said, how many people actually listen to the very end of the show? Like the whole thing. Let's do an experiment. Go to my dog's Instagram account and wish her happy birthday. And then so many people commented said... Uh, I listened to the whole podcast, and that's why I'm here. Yeah. And then that's really, really cool. Hmm, I love so. that. Okay, well, Madison, it's good to see your face. Thank you, everybody. And um, next, uh, thank you, Gibson Guitar, for having us at their Gibson showroom here in Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. We love it. And um, thank you, producer Madison. Thank you, Lori and Jamie, who are killing it with our videos. you got to check it out on YouTube and Instagram. And I just love you all. Thanks for listening. Is it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So, Jamie, I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. Picking a new toy is kind of like finding a partner. I mean, if you're going to spend that much time together in the bedroom, you got to know if it's the right one. That's very true. I never right? really looked at it like I that. I know. And there's so many to choose from now. Oh and there's God. the whole like bigger, better deal around the corner. People say that about dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, is this person going to be better? But when you narrow it down to the right toys, those are the only ones we talk about here. Exactly. Because it matters. I don't want you guys to make a mistake. That's why we're so excited to welcome Cal Exotics to the podcast and to the show. They're one of the very first founders of the American toy industry and they still run, it's still run by the woman who started it. She's awesome. So they definitely know how to get your needs met. And they're they're a cool company. Like when we went to Sex Toy Expo and they were there, they had a tiki bar set up and they're just very inviting and they were... Jamie loved their free drinks. <laughs> I did, but it was like everyone no, was super nice so there. No, they're so cool. They're like Very a quality, nice. like quality brand. They have luxurious toys. Okay, so their new Pave line. Oh, so pretty. You guys, they're gorgeous. Like this is the kind of toy you legitimately, it's a great gift for your friends, for your partner. It's like they're bright turquoise, kind of like a Tiffany's box. Mm-hmm. And it's like what you've been wanting, but even better, honestly. Like I got something from Tiffany's once and the best part was opening the box. Well, yeah, because then I it's mean, just a it bracelet. I mean, it was like some weird, it wasn't even, it was like a keychain. But the point is, <laughs> just the thing about the box. But mm-hmm. these toys, you open the box and then they have little diamonds on them. Like they have little, not real diamonds, obviously, but that would be a million dollars for the vibrator. But <laughs> like, like, they're just so cute. The Pave Maryland, it's a dual motor rabbit massager adorned with crystals and offering 35 sensational vibrations. That's settings. a lot. 35? 35. 35. I mean, don't ever tell me you're getting bored there in the bedroom. If I'm you take- have 35 settings, what else do you need me to tell you? To tell I'm taking with? a week off, by the way, Emily. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> taking the week off. I don't care if you guys stay here and try toys while I'm out of town. But, um, okay, you guys, if you also want a more controlled way to play with your partner, the Pave Diana is the perfect travel size vibe to get it done. So, oh, maybe I'll bring that one on my trip. Oh, yeah, because you're leaving. I'm Do leaving. It. You should see the toys I'm traveling with. And this is one of them. So if you always want to treat yourself to one of these incredible toys or get one as a gift, this is the thing. If you like, I've been wanting to get one with my partner, but she might be weird about it. These are beautiful and amazing and reasonably priced. Check out the full Pave line of toys by going to sexwithemily.com slash Calex. That's sexwithemily.com slash C-A-L-E-X.